Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Glee, aggressive. Glee, glee, aggressive. 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 Glee, my name is Ian Brodsky. And we are here today, folks, to talk to you about Season 4, Episode 2 of Glee. And it is entitled, Britney 2.0. 2.0. Originally aired September 20th, 2012. Ah, yes, right before my 21st birthday. Yes. Ian, you're on the precipice of legal drinking at this time. <laughs> exactly, that is the best way to put it, I would say. And of course, that would be the first time Ian would drink would be on his legal 21st birthday. Yes. Obviously. Actually, it wouldn't be because on my 21st birthday was Yom Kippur. Oh, no. So I... Oh, no. Wait, I didn't realize so, that. Yeah. So <laughs> if anybody asks, I was a good little Jewish boy Look, and... Um, you went out the night of your 21st birthday because you can eat after seven. Yeah. Can you, can you just not drink at all? No, that's before? when it started. Mm. So... Yom Kippur, of, like every Jewish holiday, is sundown to sundown. So the sundown on my twenty-first birthday was, was the start of Yom Kippur. Love that, right? So you woke up that morning, pounded a couple I shots. I woke up that morning, and then that evening you were like, "Time to." Atone. I atoned for my sins and absolutely did not go and eat a whole thing of nasty nachos at Bacchus by myself. <laughs> I mean, with friends, but like, <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, why did you go to Bacchus by yourself for your birthday? No, it it was absolutely you with the, uh you ate the nachos the ha- by yourself. I ate the nachos by myself. Um, Rich Powers was there next to me. Shout out to Rich Powers. Shout out to Rich Powers. Uh-huh. Anyway, this this show is this show's not about my twenty first birthday or Yom Kippur <laughs> or Yom Kippur for that matter. This is not Jew aggressive. Not yet. <laughs> uh, not yet. The way things are going, it might start to be. I mean, the world better shape uh, up. Get oh some boy! Really aggressive Jews out there. <laughs> Let's go. All right, Ian. Anyway, this is about this. Glee. We talked about this last time we did a Britney episode. But how do you feel about Britney Spears? Um, I forget what I said last time, but um, I would say I'm fine with her now. Like I think around the time we recorded the first Britney episode was when um all the documentaries were coming out. Yeah. Um, it was when we kind of had this cultural reset with how we thought about looked her. At exactly um so like i i think she's got some great bops her music is a lot of fun um even if it's not necessarily for me yeah um but you know i i i I like the bops the classics i respect it um and we'll get into it but i still don't think rachel berry has any business singing these songs karina your thoughts uh it's a spoiler alert for this episode that i'm sure anyone listening has already seen it's a travesty that they did two britney spears episodes and never covered lucky Yo, that's that's what was missing. That's what was missing. That's what was missing. Um, Man, and there's a point here where they absolutely could have done that. Because Rachel Berry can't sing the song she has sung for Britney, but I do think Rachel Berry could do a good rendition of Lucky. I agree. I agree. Um, this episode would not have been made today 
with how we talk about Britney Spears, and we'll get into that, but... No, uh, absolutely not. I totally agree. I have some thoughts. Uh, she's fine. I was right. I was a too, I was a too cool for Britney Spears girl when she was like coming into Same. the world, but I have almost zero feelings about her uh, now. Anyway, let's talk about Britney 2.0. Yes. Uh, second episode, still no recaps. Um, we had a recap here. Did we? Yeah. Um, because all I wrote down was just names because it was like Rachel Brody, Kate Hudson, Kurt shopping for shoes and stuff. Oh, because Kurt's there now, so they can shop for shoes. There was a recap. I um, literally watched this a couple hours ago. Gone. It's fine. Um, I watched it yesterday, so we'll see how much I don't remember. Hey. Um, and, like, rem- like remember, Marley and Jake Puckerman yep. are also now here. Don't forget about them. We open on Brittany S. Pierce, who um, understands how Jesus feels in his house at the North Pole, um, because she is the vice Rachel of Glee Club. She gets to relive her senior year, which was a highlight of her life. Um, and she's going to run a, um, quote, Middle Eastern-style sham election to install her as senior class president. Wild. And all that is, like, the opening, and then we find out she is doing her voiceover out loud, standing out in the loud, hallway. Which I fucking love. What a meta, like, like the, the theory of, like, Britney's living in, like, a fourth dimension world where she can see the camera, like, they should have gone, like, they should have gone for that more. I agree. Like we we rag on Ryan Murphy and the show a lot, but this hit it. Like was, this was, it was good. Chef's kiss. And like Blaine peering over her shoulder to be like, "Who are yes. you talking to?" And she's like, "Oh, I thought I was doing a voiceover." And you're like, "God, get it, Brittany." Um, and then we launch directly into our first number. Directly. Um, because she misses Santana, but it's Brittany, bitch. Yes. Which is like she says an those almost. Words, by the way, like that's yeah. a direct quote. She she goes. Full on yes. Bitch. Which is um, a, a, a large, a large scale traditional Cheerios competition production number yeah. of "Hold It Against Me." Yes. Which I thought it was excellent, <laughs> but also it had a little bit of that energy of um, Rachel Berry and Sunshine singing uh, "Telephone." Yeah. There was just a little bit of like sapphic tension there, where like they might like they might just kiss. I but mean, it makes, no. it makes sense here. We, like, you know, we, we understand Brittany is out here missing her girlfriend. I could see how that energy would radiate into her performances. Right. What are those things called that they were throwing and twirling? Do we know? No idea. It's not, like, it's like a baton, but it's wider and looks much heavier. Right. It's like a baton, but also maybe it's used for, like, gun twirling, but it's not a gun. Yeah, you read my mind, and I almost, like, flung my headphones because you were, again, in my head with that. That's that's all I could think of to compare it to was, like, the um, color guard yeah. Uh So it had that kind style. of vibes. Uh, this was a number was very dance-heavy, as expected, from, like, their opening number for the Britney episode featuring Britney. The, I think yep. a very notable thing about it is it did heavily feature Kitty singing. So we were introduced to Kitty yesterday. And by yesterday, I mean last episode. And right. so now she's singing, which proves to you that she's going to be enough of a character to warrant being featured in a song. Right. Um, it was fine. It's a, oh, I enjoyed it. It's I really liked it. Yeah. But Sue thought it was garbage wrapped in skin. Yes. Um, Gross. We cut to Sue's office where Brittany is basically thrown off the Cheerios because she got an F minus, a groundbreaking new grade yeah. on her algebra test. Um, and now she's a terrible role model to the Cheerios because they don't value academics the way that they used to because, of course, previously 
like Santana or Quinn, Quinn were yeah. at the top, and Quinn was valedictorian. We know this. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, one girl tried to marry a squirrel, which is great. Yeah, Brittany says she supports the marriage right of all land mammals. Yep. Not that, which um, does imply that Brittany does not believe dolphins can get married. Which she's had she's had a thing with dolphins in the past. Gay sharks. So. Gay sharks. Yeah. Um, which I guess is dicey if you're 2012 in Ohio, and maybe even today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, so she's off the Cheerios, and Kitty's now captain, which is like, we know we don't get a whole lot after that um, from I will say, that. one of the jokes I enjoyed is that she drew, she got a bad math grade because she drew a picture instead of answering the questions. Um, right. And she said, and look, here's me and Santana. And then she goes, and there's Kurt and Rachel in heaven. Yes. <laughs> Which does imply that Brittany does not understand what it means. She knows how Santana went to college, but Kurt and Rachel, gone. Gone forever. Might be dead. And there was Sue with her baby. Which, like, this this episode was definitely chock-a-block of, like, Brittany one-liners in, the, like, in yeah. a good way. Which you would expect it to be because it's a Brittany-centric episode. episode. Yeah. Yeah, so then we cut to... Um, her bedroom, yes. right? Like Brittany's in her bedroom. She is skyping with Santana, Our but she doesn't have time Santana to. Santana appearance of the season is her on a Skype screen, and it's all of like ten seconds long. Yep, she looks great. Good she to see great. you, Santana. We miss yeah. you. Yeah, we miss you. Um, but she has to go, and Brittany is sad, and she's not talking to Lord Tubington because he joined a gang, yeah. which like the cat has like and full the, like, like biker uniform on. Yeah, he looks like it. You would also assume he joined a gang if you looked at him. Yeah. But yeah, very specifically, like, a motorcycle biker bar gang. Right. That is the gang Lord Tubbington has committed to. <laughs> Good for him. Anyway, everyone needs to lo- know the tango, because it's about sex. Um, is it? I mean, it is in a way, I guess. Okay. It, there's, It's definitely, like, it, you always hear about, like, it's about passion, which, of course, is, like, code for sex. Yeah. Um, but we're, of course, back at Niata. In Dance yep. 101, because the lesson this week, like, is the tango, apparently. I'm just thinking of, like, <laughs> the Cassandra July version of what, like, Will Schuster does, where it's, like, every week it's just a new thing that she writes on yes. the board. So this week tango. it's on the board tango, yeah. It um, says tango equals sex on her whiteboard. Right. And so everyone's paired up except for Rachel, and Cassandra July is basically just, like, stand in the back and practice your jazz hands because you don't have sex appeal and you move like you're ashamed of your body. Which, like, again, just bullying. Yep. Also, Rachel, thinking about her sex appeal, I was like, I don't know if this is an avenue I want to pursue, but no, I don't have a choice, do I? Also... Yeah, you're correct. Like, she's like, well, you can't practice the tango because we don't have enough boys in this class. I'm like, that seems like a bad strategy. Right. Doesn't set us up for anything fun. Nope. Emma's back. Yeah. Yeah, hello, Emma. Yeah, um, because Will and and Emma have brought Brittany into her office. Um, wait, why does, uh, why, oh, she's wearing a world's best grandma shirt. Yes, she, since Brilliant. she got kicked off the Cheerios, apparently effective immediately, she had to take off her Cheerios uniform, so she got dressed out of the Lost and Found. Yes. And what she is wearing is a shirt that says World's Best Grandma, which does beg a lot of questions about <laughs> why that was there in the first place. Right. Um, write in. Let us know your theories. Emma, first first pamphlet watch of the season, Emma gives her yes. a So You Look Like Crap pamphlet. Excellent. Excellent, yeah. 
Uh, Will thinks that she and Emma should meet daily, but she can't because she's too busy being depressed. Yep. Um, and, like, the crux of this is Brittany's lost her identity. We need to bring Brittany back. Listeners, yes. keep that in mind because that is very much the impetus for a number of mirrors of Brittany culture that we have seen throughout the aughts. Yes. And... Yeah, so they're like, well, the only way to fix Britney is to have her, to bring Britney back to make sure she knows who she is. We'll do that by imitating another different Britney. Yeah, like, truly mapping, like, word for word, location for location. And the way they're going to do that is they're going to perform at the back-to-school pep rally thing. Um, they? Okay. Okay. They should stop performing at the pep rally. They need to stop her? Okay. It goes every wrong time. every single time. It's been three, is... four years. Four for four, bad pep rallies. Four for First four. First year, push it. No. No. It. Second year, blame it on the alcohol? I think so. That might so. have been third. Um, regardless, and then Britney threw up all over the stage. Maybe yes. they did Britney for the other pep rally. Yeah, they did, because they did Toxic bad. Oh, right. Oh, my God. Every, that was, oh, my then, God. See, Thank God we blocked year, out that Toxic. Third year, they did, blame it on, they did Kesha's, um... TikTok, uh, TikTok, take an awesome talk, yeah. Um, and bring through a public stage. They gotta stop performing at pep rallies. They gotta stop performing at pep rallies. And like, I don't know why. First of all, I don't know why Figgins keeps asking them back because they yo, keep, they have a terrible track. Figgins record. hates and, them. Figgins, like why? And There's, second, they should just be like, you know, we pep rally always goes bad for us. We're just gonna tap out this year. Yeah, we're just Some gonna focus on sectionals perform. or whatever. Man, I cannot believe i am remembering that toxic like yeah. wi- the will schuster led sexy toxic disgusting disgusting Ugh. anyway so oh me- also the only other note i have is when they get that fancy whiteboard because will ha- suddenly has this like whiteboard he can slide on down like a cool guy you know winning nationals comes with its perks and <laughs> that one was of those the perks budget pu- yeah. And Will needs a new writing whiteboard. He's like, I'm going to find out all of our winnings into this whiteboard on a track that I can slide down this bookshelf. To look cool. Tina, hope you like making costumes because mm-hmm. we still need you to make costumes because I spent all the money on this whiteboard. So Will is like, we're doing Britney. And to, to show us what I mean, here's Artie and Blaine. <laughs> Ian, Bro. Did you like this song? Uh, no. I hated it okay go on so this is a mashup first of all surprise yes it's a mashup of boys apparently a britney spears song that i do not know and oh which by the way i looked it up because i was like what is this right. don't worry it was featured on the gold member soundtrack thank from, fucking christ and uh justin bieber's boyfriend a song that i don't hate um but i was just like am i it it the opposite of slapped. It, That's, it did not I, slap. I 100% agree, especially because neither of these men are Sam, who is the original Justin Bieber yes. experience. And, like, it's just, I was like, I should like, I feel like I should like this. I like Artie. I like Blaine. Right. I like, no, yeah. I like when they sing songs. It was, I was a swing. Like, I hated it. <laughs> it was a swing and a miss from two solid performers. It had yes. the energy of a community production of Fiddler on the Roof. Yes. Oh my God. That's exactly it. Why is that so correct? <laughs> Thank you. I just made that up. Um, but like, also there was something like really meta about it. About like Blaine 
played by Darren Chris, a straight dude, yeah. playing the gay character, singing about, like, if I was your boyfriend or if you were my girlfriend. They changed a lot of pronouns here to fit whatever. And Artie, played by Kevin McHale, a gay man, playing yeah. a straight dude in a wheelchair. A lot of, I don't know why, like, that's where my mind my mind went with this, was, like, and all sorts like- of meta. Make the they tried to like make the choreography equal by having Darren Chris do some chair work, which like didn't really work for me. Yeah, I just it just didn't it wasn't good. Maybe it was it, more it, of a community theater production of Cabaret. Yeah, yeah, that's also that fair. energy. It just mostly felt like, and no shade to these, it felt like maybe McCann and Darren Chris are phoning it in a little bit on this performance. I agree with you, and, like, especially with the no shade bit, because it's, like, they maybe they got that, and they were, like, okay, we can kind of give this one 65%. They're, like, there's gonna be more work to do later, let's just... Yeah, like, it's, it's episode feel, two. It didn't feel like it needed to happen, and I didn't think it was very good. But it's good enough for Brittany, because she's re-inspired, so... Sure. Hooray. Um, anyway... <laughs> Then we go on to the funniest fucking scene in the entire episode that I don't know if it was supposed to be funny. First of all, step one. Wait. Um, oh, wait. No, we don't go there yet. There's a, Well, oh, it is actually one of the funniest scenes. That's not the it one is. I was thinking of. We cut to Kurt and Rachel. Yep. Riding two bikes. How'd they get those? Around a giant empty... Their like, palatial exposed brick loft in Bushwick. Okay. Now, I don't know what the rental market is. I knew that's what you were going to ask. I knew that's what it was because my <laughs> roommate and I was. had this argument yesterday. It What they say is they are going to pay 1800 a month for this, frankly, giant loft, but doesn't it look particularly functional? They never show a kitchen. Um, it, that's true. It just looks like a big room in Bushwick. It's 2012 in Bushwick. What are our thoughts? I think it's low for Bushwick at the time, but mm-hmm. one, like you said, if it truly doesn't have a kitchen, and two, you never know where you're going to find your hidden gems. That's like, true. Like, you've been in my apartment. Like, yeah. I got space. I'm very lucky. And on top of that, like, I got in at a great rate, so... It's true. It was rent. It's rent stabilized. So my apartment, as far as New York City rents go, is pretty not cheap, but it's it's quite reasonable. Reasonable. So, so I could see two students happening upon a miracle like that. Like I and know, and it's sort of like implied that the street neighborhood they're in is maybe a little sketchy. Right. Like Bushwick twenty twelve is still very new. Like it's and not Willi- it's Yeah, and it's not yeah. Williamsburg. Like. No. Because Williamsburg has happened, or, like, is is the place. Bushwick is still right. on its way up, I'm sure. Like, that's kind of your time when everyone is moving out of Williamsburg into Bushwick. So, prices are starting to rise, yes. I would say. But 1800 for two people. It, did they say it was two-bedroom? It doesn't... They don't say it's any bedroom. And, right. like, it's just literally this big room that, like, they're going to... Spoiler alert, they're going to, like, make it over and make it look like an apartment but i don't believe there's even necessarily any rooms technically they're just it's very you know what you know what it's giving what it's giving rent it's giving rent it's It's so giving roger and mark apartment oh my god one thousand percent 
like just get oh yourself God. a couple steel tables and put them up there and play the drums. Extension awesome. cords on extension cords on extension cords. Yep, that's the vibe. Have Santana break through the window like the fucking Kool-Aid man and sing Light My Candle. We're there. God, they don't do that. I'm going to tell you right now, and they should have. They should have. And now I'm sad that that will right. never happen. Ugh, pour one out. How did they get those bikes up there? <laughs> How did they get the bikes up there? I mean, that like, that's, that's a them, lot of work. Neither of them came to New York with a bike. We right. know this. Because <laughs> um, they They're, flew on a plane. So they we both... don't know that either of them knows how to ride a bike. We do now, I guess. I mean, we do um, now, yeah. So that means they found this apartment, both went and bought bikes, because, bitch, those are not city bikes. Those are, no, this was before city bikes. That was pre-city bike. They went and bought bikes, and I can tell you from my future knowledge, this is a walk-up apartment. Yo, so they, they carried those carried bikes their up. bikes up to their loft to be able to just hilariously ride them around this empty room. And if we're still and if we're still talking pricing and we're talking walk up and we're talking yeah. like cheap rent in in Bushwick at the time, yeah. that's definitely fifth floor. Yes, and also like they don't start suddenly biking places. It's not like we suddenly get to see them on bikes. Like, oh, they bought these for their commute. Right now, no. Um, whatever. And then Kurt reveals that his backup plan for they're eating Domino's on the floor. Which is better than Ohio Domino's because, of course, it's the water. I will give yeah, him that. Yeah, obviously. And he reveals that his backup plan uh, to, to kind of kill time until he can get into Niata's second semester is to work for Vogue. Imagine that being, like, your survival job. It's like, I just need something to get by while I'm waiting I'm going to work for Vogue. I think I'll work for Vogue. You can't just say that, Kurt. <laughs> Anne Hathaway is shaking. Right? The devil wears Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> yes but rachel is like oh i hate it here like everything is awful and my and my dance teacher cassandra he, july hates me and he goes cassandra that the cassie the july, july? Yes. you don't know about the cassandra july which like i get they have to set up some sort of exposition here but like i don't buy that rachel wouldn't know the story rachel, of cassie july if kurt knows it rachel knows it right like, come on um, and what had happened was she was Lola in the revival of Damn Yankees, but then went all Patty Lapone on some dude whose cell phone went off, um, mm-hmm. yelling, "Get this guy out of the theater!" The story, the the story, the um, the show is stopped until that guy leaves, and then proceeds to go after him with a baseball bat. Um, yes, and it's all of course filmed and posted on YouTube. Right, that's the which, era. which if you listeners, if you're not aware, this very much mirrors how Patty Lapone in Gypsy in, like, 2008 to maybe 2009 at the time, stopped the show, like, in the big old finale number because she saw a flash uh, of photography, stopped the show, demanded that the person be let out, or let out, be kicked yeah. out, um, and then picked up again. Um, and, of course, the side yeah. note on that was um, the person with the photography was supposed to be there. It was a journalist. It was mm. for a Times article, so... Rough. She had since made amends. So didn't Patty anyway. Lapone also recently like I don't know if she stopped it, but like when she was in company, didn't she yell at someone yeah. for not wearing a mask? Yes, I think that was like at an after show talkback. Okay, not a not. I didn't think it was during an actual show. Right, because that's you where know, the whole like Chris Harper play plays. Chris Harper pays my salary. That's where that whole thing came yeah. in. 
We didn't cancel Patty Lapone for doing that. I mean, we might have at the time. I wasn't. Yo, I wasn't deep in. No, but... we did not. Well, one like the term cancel, even though it's bullshit, still like that was yeah. not a thing people said. We yeah. never canceled Patty, and people went were so quick to drag Lilius White when she made the same mistake. But mm. that is a whole other time that I will not get on that rant about because I love Lilius White, and this is not Lilius White aggressive cast. No. Um, um, I've worked with Lilius White. She's lovely. Well, apparently in the fictional world, we weren't willing to forgive Cassandra July either because that's why she like never worked on Broadway again. Right. And put a pin in that as well because this will come back as well. Um, those damn Yankees. Why can't we Those damn them? Yankees. Again, shout out to our friend Danielle who thought that show was about the North. It should have. <laughs> I love a good show about Confederate soldiers singing about whatever Lola wants, Lola gets. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Now we go to another hilarious scene. This yes. is the one I thought was coming next, but it, th- this was also very funny. This, so, this one was wild. Marley Rose closes her door of her locker and walks, or like, no, she's just walking in the hall. She walks mm-hmm. past uh, Puck Jr., Jake, like, talking to Tina, I guess, in the hallway. It doesn't right. matter. And... Like, two feet from him gets just accosted by Unique. Yep. Um, first note, they are doing Alex Newell dirty with these wigs. Like, 100%. With the wigs and with the song choices. Like, yeah. they have just not found a good song. But, the, like, the wig is bad. And, it, yeah. Al- and Unique is just like, oh, hello, we're best friends. Because we're both new here. And Marley's like, okay. And then... He, then she's like, first thing, what boys do you like? Like, right. there's no preamble. It's just like, not like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm so glad we're both in Glee Club. Your song was great. It's just like, first order of business, boys. Who boys. do you think is hot? And Marley's like, I guess Jake's pretty hot. He is at most three feet away. <laughs> at yes. most. Yes. And Unique is not like, this is not a hushed tone conversation. This is no. classic talking about things we shouldn't be in the hallway. She's basically shouting about how Jake is, you know, bad news, like, don't, you shouldn't be thinking about it. And Marley's like, I don't know. He seems, he seems like he's an artist. And, and then it was like, they're having this loud ass conversation about him. He's so nearby. And then all that, just so they can do a rendition of Britney Spears' Womanizer. My first note on this is, remember when the All-American Rejects covered this song? No, but I wish I did. Yo, I will send it to you because I guess it was like 2008, 2009, my cousin had a cover, like their cover of it. Mm-hmm. And not only is it excellent. Um, yes, obviously. But at the bridge, they bleed it into... Um, me and you and you for me no matter how we toss the dice oh, I do it has remember to be that. it is really good it's so good <gasps> anyway my second note is lol the volcano because it's just like the whole song is just a music video of tina unique and uh supergirl walking down yeah. hallways singing this song and jake puckerman hitting on other women yeah. But, like, there's one cutaway where I guess he's in science class because in the middle of it, like, he's at a volcano which just erupts, which, of course, is, like, coded. Metaphors. It's yeah. a metaphor, um, which was hilarious. And, like, then at the end, like, 
it's all the cheerleaders. It's another gymnastic number. Yeah, it seems like they're in gym because they're all wearing, like, their gym shirts. But yeah. they're all just doing this. And I, of course, had a moment of, like, diegetic. Seems like it is. Question mark. Yeah, but also Will is there for a second. And I'm like, yeah, what the just, fuck like, is he doing here? Through. Like, apropos of, like, he got lost in his own school. Yeah, and, like, he's walking to be like, oh, this this trick, tricky boy Jake who seems to be talking to girls. Right. Um, Watch out for him. Uh, do, this was do you wild. Like this song? Do you like it this song? Fine. It's like a song. No, it's a it's a fine song. I do like this album, like Britney Spears's Circus album. Pretty That's good. a great album. Great album. Yeah. The song um, Circus is excellent. So when I hear, well, first of all, uh, good for Tina for getting some work in this episode. Yes. Uh, first, she's pretty heavily featured in this song, and also. Uh, Here's a, just a fun thought for you, uh, courtesy a friend of the show, Rascal. Did you know the song, the word womanizer, has the same sort of syllables and rhymes with laminator? So if you want, <laughs> you could sing this song, that laminator. You're a laminator, baby. Look, we have a laminator at my day job and that now, gets used more than anything. I guarantee anything. you now that I have, now that I have told you this, Every time you go to laminate something, you will start singing Womanizer to the Laminator. I will pay you and Rascal five cents every time that it, that, that happens. You're a Laminator, baby. Yes. Just ponder why why that got figured out sometimes, I think. <laughs> um, I would love to... So here's the thing. I didn't love this song for Unique. Again, mm-hmm. not giving Alex Newell the greatest songs here no. up to this point. Um, forgot where I was going with that. That's the end of the thought. That's the end of the thought. Um, anyway, uh, cut to Brody doing sit-ups in the park because we have to remember that he's the love interest he's now. That he, yeah. He's hot and he lives in New York City. If I right. walked past a man doing that, I would go like, oh. Yo, you read my fucking mind. Because they cut to him doing that and I was like, oh, God. Anyway, um, Rachel walks. I guess Rachel just knew that this was uh, set-up a clock. seem to hang out in this park at all yeah. times. They, if you need to find someone, go to the park. Right. Basically walks up to him and goes, hey, help me be sexy, um, help. Yeah, and oh my god, oh my god. She's like, can I t- ask you something? And he's like, of course. And she goes, like, I don't know, she says, like, Cassandra July doesn't think I'm sexy. And Brody goes, you're crazy sexy. And I'm like, gross, stop. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't a conversation people have. No. No. No, no, no. No. And she's like, will you dance with me? And I'm like, it's, now it's really not a conversation people have. <laughs> and it gets worse. And he's like, I can't. I'm an upperclassman. But that's why I'll do it anyway. Right. But screw the rules. I'm a bad boy. Yes. You can tell he's bad boy because he's not wearing a shirt. Also, right. he says, I don't know when he says this to her. It might be this scene where she's like, oh, I've missed you in the showers. And Yes. <laughs> And Zach, who had not watched the first episode with me, but did watch this one, goes, what? (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't even have time to explain to him why that makes sense. So we just had to loop that out of context. (laughs) Oh, man, that makes it so much more unhinged than it already is. I missed you in the showers. Okay. (laughs) That's my favorite mental image of the quarter. Thank you for that. Um... Cut to them doing an acoustic cover of three. Oh my god! What were your feelings? Why? I Why, didn't hate it. Why this decision? Why? 
I did okay. not hate it at all. I was like, it okay. wasn't. It wasn't a bad version of it, but like, this is a song that is so evidently about a threesome. But yes. they can't say that, and they're doing it once again for the Glee Club class. Will is jiving with it. He is vibing. And, like, they can't say, like, and they have to say, um, one, two, three, Peter, Paul, and Mary, blah, 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 blah. Everybody loves counting. That's, okay. So what the fuck? I am sitting here, so I don't know the lyrics to the song well enough, really. Because I'm Same. sitting here being like, this sounds good, but um, everybody loves counting. Sounds like some Sesame Street shit. Is that the lyrics? <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, no. Um, it hurst. Britney Spears is so good. Um, like, sneaking in sex lyrics, you know? Yeah, this was... Overall, they did a very good job of, like, hiding it. Yeah, yeah. So, very funny. Also, hilarious to have uh, Joe, my only personality trait is being Christian, to up there singing the song about a threesome. Yo, I forgot about that. So stripped down, I was like, I'm listening, I'm like, this is... It sounds nice. It sounds nice. But it is... If you think too hard about the context, it makes no sense as to why it's happening correct this was definitely not the hype song they thought it was like it was giving like censored youth pastor kids bop energy and why why did they do it why did they do it and i'm like i'm really like and of course i'm happy that like tina got some more time to shine (laughs) sam got some time like on the guitar but like this this and like then like the bridge is like or like on the floor maybe four maybe more and it's like dude, this is will be a good teacher for once in your goddamn life you know i just googled the wikipedia page for this song Mm -hmm. uh first of all they added eight minutes eight seconds of silence to make sure that the song would be exactly three minutes and 33 seconds on like the track list okay okay i respect it and the, it's under, like, the composition. The thing is, this song's lyrics are about threesomes. End of sentence. Is that for the Britney version or the Glee version? The Britney version. Okay. Uh, unlike If You See Kami, this song has no double entendre and is more straightforward lyrically. <laughs> There's, like, no mistake in it. This song is about threesomes. About, yep. Let's do it in Glee Club. Let's do it in Glee Club. Like... And the Peter, Paul, and Mary of it all, let them live. That's, that's apparently a real lyric. I know. And I didn't know that. And yeah. W- why? That was the first lyric that ever stood out to me when that song came out. And then my friend was like, you know what this is about, right? And I'm like, tell me. And then I was like, oh. <laughs> now I'm on the Genius Lyrics page for it. Because I was, <laughs> I'm trying to make sure I'm not going crazy. <laughs> And there's the lyric, got 180 degrees, and I'm caught in between. Yep. And this annotation says, 180 degrees is a straight line. If the order was as followed, guy, Brittany, guy, then she would be part of 180 degree angle and be in between two guys. <laughs> Thanks, Genius Lyric. Genius Lyric doing the Lord's work. And guy, Brittany, guy is in giant bold letters. <laughs> guy, Brittany, guy. Oh, no. Anyway, why'd they do that? Sounded great. Oh, God, I... <laughs> that fucked me up a bit. Um, anyway. While they're doing this song, the show makes the decision to have our Britney, Glee's Britney... S. Pierce. Like, stand up, walk over to the wall, and plug in, like, an electric razor, and 
start to go like full Britney meltdown. Right. Attempt to shave her head. Yeah. Why? Um, why make fun of this? Right. Why make mental health into joke? Right. Like, and this is like the first stop. Like, yes. On the on the train. Yeah. Yeah. It's bananas. And, like, it doesn't actually, like, not that it doesn't actually happen. Like, they stop her. Um, Yeah, I I don't know what else to say about this moment. It's just wild. It's just bad. Why? I know why. I know it was probably we were still, like, making fun of it, but feels bad now. Feels bad now. Also, like, maybe this is just the 2022 goggles, but it definitely Uh feels like Glee punching down. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Especially because, like, with the first Britney episode, like, they had her there, and it was very much more, like, That's about... so funny, to... yeah, that you bring it up, because Britney Spears has been a guest star. Yeah, and I don't know if she was specifically not asked for this one. Hmm. Um... This was right when she was announced to be the new judge on The X Factor, which aired right before Glee during this mm. time, so... Okay. This leads us into a Britney meltdown in the hallway. Yes. Where it mirrors the, like, the Britney yeah. Spears swatting at the paparazzi. Yeah. Like, with the umbrella, breaking mm-hmm. shit. Um, we get we get a cut to a featured extra screaming, leave Britney alone. Shout yeah, out to Chris Crocker. Yep. From that era. Yeah. Um, uh, hold on, Chris Crocker might not be called Chris Crocker anymore. Right, I think has since transitioned. Kara Cunningham. Good for Clara. Yeah. Kara. Kara, sorry. My bad. Yeah. Again, we don't make fun of this nowadays, probably, but they decided right. to. Yeah. Um, and the thing that, so the decision here is like, we have to give her back the spotlight. That's what she misses most. Um, yeah. But can't dwell on that for too long because Will calls out Jake for cutting class. Not just one class, but all of his classes. All of them. And Jake is like, I'm not even your student. Why are you right. doing this? Which, like, true. Which, true, yeah. And it's like, Will, of course, has taken the interest because it's Puck's younger brother, and even at Noah's worst, he had a community. But, of course, like, Jake is going to fight against this because Jake doesn't need friends. He's a lone wolf. What the fuck ever. I, like, I get what they're trying to do, but all it just feels like is Will stereotyping. Yeah, yeah, it's, again, we said this a lot last season, it's not earned. No. And, like, sure, he might be correct that new Puck is a lot like other Puck, but he's just, like, assuming all these things, like, I knew your brother, so Glee Cup will be good for you, because you're right. also trouble. Right, and there's not enough of, like, I see how talented you are, I also know how, I also see how lost you are, Yeah. not dissimilar to your brother, but I want, but, like they need to develop more of like the i'm here to help you i'm trying to yeah extend an olive branch give you some like give you a space to be vulnerable whatever um and like they like they did have will being like i made a mistake by not letting you in glee like by not like having you be in glee club from your audition but right it's like so offhand offhand it doesn't sound earnest at all we cut to marley and jake on the bleachers they cut um, to marley and me <laughs> yep yep that's it marley is like oh we I, we didn't even mention that like jake asks marley out at the end of womanizer 
Yes, and, or like, yeah, you want to hang out sometime. That's yes. how we knew it was diegetic, is because he walks up to her in her gym clothes and was like, so let's hang out sometime. And Tina and Unique, Unique are, are like, girl, don't. And Marley's like, okay. Um, so this is that. Marley yeah. and me are hanging out. Um, yeah. And I don't know, some like generic, um, at my old schools, I tried so hard, but now I can just yeah. dot, 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 be. Yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, he, Jake does says, what, what does Will Shyster have you doing now? And that was funny. <laughs> that was um, funny. But now they sing an acoustic cover of You Drive Me Crazy. Mashed um, up. Mashed up with. Smith crazy. Yes. Bali really does have such a good voice. I love her voice. Yeah. I loved this song. Like I it was, was good. I was pleasantly surprised by how well an acoustic cover of both of these songs worked and really how worked, yeah. and how well they worked together yes this was a good mashup much better than the boys boyfriend mashup yes featured earlier yep Super- far superior mashup yep um yeah and it was just a cute little moment that like of course i'm sure is going to set up for more yeah. marley jacob stuff down the line but yeah. um this was a great way to like it was a great breather I did think it was interesting that they chose to do back-to-back two, like, acoustic arrangements of Britney songs. That's a good point. Which I thought was interesting that they first did the acoustic nonsense of three and then immediately do an acoustic cover of You Drive Me Crazy. Yeah. Uh, I guess they were just like, we can't keep doing high production numbers like Britney Spears songs are. We need... Right. Well, they also kind of did... I don't remember if it was back-to-back, but, like, Womanizer and uh, Hold It Against Me were also the first they were the first two numbers right like yeah that was also pretty back-to-back so yes they blew all their production budget at the beginning of the episode and were like shit we have to cut back basically um i only have noticed summer night's energy and that's presumably just because they were on bleachers (laughs) that's all it takes thank you no thank you that's what it was i'm like something about this is oddly familiar but you nailed it that's why and they almost kiss but like it it just got so cold up here so he gives her his jacket um yeah. Cute. Cut to Brittany in the choir room. She's still super depressed. Um, she has not cut. She has not shaved her head or any no. of the other insert Brittany meltdown things here. Um, but she's talking to Kiki, series super smart older cousin. Um, Who lives in this cheap phone I found at the laundromat. Chef's kiss. So fucking funny. And she's drinking a, sit- a Satanta? Uh, yeah, I thought, like, I... Something that like would... that. I wrapped down septienta, which I don't think is right either, but 70 ounces of coffee, which I respect. It's Satanta, yeah. Yeah. 70 ounces of espresso. Nice. Yes, nice. And it's, like, hilariously comic. Like, the prop is really funny. It looks like... Yeah. It's, like, this big. Audience, it's massive. You know how... it's, it's, it's comically large. Yeah. And she looks funny drinking it. It's a good joke. Yeah. Um... Um, the Kiki that lives in her phone seems to be weirdly sentient because it knows all the answers, like, to what right. Brittany is currently asking it. Like, Kiki, what size coffee am I drinking? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a septant. It's a satanta. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she. Uh, one of those questions she asks uh, Kiki is, "Is it a good idea for me to lip sync at the pep rally?" And she goes, "It's not a good idea. It's a great it's idea. A great idea. Yeah." So, yes, because she's like, I do want to be the star in the pep rally, but I my voice is too weak to sing, so we'll just lip sync and I'll choreograph a kick-ass number. 
I also love that, like, her voice is too weak to sing because she has been up all night yelling at the shrubs who have been making fun of her. Yes. Such a, such a hilarious visual, mental um, image in my mind. So Britney Spears must have had a, I, I can never remember which one it is, but Britney Spears must have had a lip syncing drama. Yes. So we see this coming up because the number that they do at the pep rally is kind of a mirror or map of yeah. her VMA performance that VMAs. preceded yeah. the head shaving, the mm-hmm. uh, paparazzi umbrella thrashing, yep. what have you. Yes. Okay. Um, but before we get to that, we have Rachel in class with Brody for Cassandra July. Yep. Karina has something to say. So, well, first of all, she walks in and Kate Hudson tells her, you look like a Walgreens underwear model, which is a very funny, specific insult. But she's like, I'm here to prove to you that I'm sexy. And so (laughs) Rachel does a sexy dance, sort of. um, Right. Oops, I did it again. There's a lot of weird flashlight-based choreography, which I thought yes. looks terrible. She brought her own fog machine, which is very extra, but very in character. It's a lot of tableography. A lot of tableography. A very particular move where she's kind of laying sideways on the table, and Brody is under the table, facing up, and grabs the top of the table. And, and just like, starts humping it. the table. So, and she, like, lifts her hip up, which, I don't know, I get, I understand what it's supposed to evoke, but it was just, like, weird. It's so, it's so weird. Also, especially because this is not the first, like, Rachel Berry reading as virgin plotline we've had in this series, like. Correct. We all, we already went through this with the West Side Story thing. Yep. But. It's, it was so much, was it sexy? It felt, it felt like by the book sexy if someone was, it felt like exactly probably what it was, which is someone's trying to force an image of them as being sexy, that this is some of the stuff they would do. Like, you hump that table and that will be right. sexy. It felt to me like it, this was sexy the way that, like, Cell Block Tango from the movie of Chicago is sexy. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, it's not not sexy, but it's also, like, it's, it's just a very specific way of, like, portraying sex, which, yeah. like, you know... Okay. Um, um, why does Cassandra July have a cane? That's a great question. Because that okay. cane came out of nowhere. Right, and I feel like it's supposed to be like dance teachers in pop culture carry canes. But I think that's typically because they've suffered a dance injury, and that's right. why. Right. But we see her that she has not suffered a dance injury because she's she doing has... all sorts of dancing. Exactly. So she just has a cane for the aesthetic or for hitting kids. <laughs> Sandra July loves caning. <laughs> Sue Sylvester approves. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, it. I mean, in that way, it kind of gives Madame Giri energy because mm, Madame Giri, yeah. in Fan of the Opera, also just kind of walks. Through. I mean, she's ostensibly older, so you can imagine she probably has some sort of injury. But like, Madame Giri just kind of like walks around with a cane and bangs it menacingly to get people's attention. Yeah. Which you know, I respect it. Cassandra July is like. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> right, Basically. and for I think and like for some reason one of my notes on this was like the way this would not fly at New Paltz, and I don't remember why yeah. I wrote that, but it wouldn't. Um, but yeah, um, and then she proceeds to ask for Cassandra's opinion, which I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, yeah. So <laughs> then. Her response is basically like, here are a list of roles that you would be right for, Rachel Berry. Maria Von Trapp, Willie Loman, and Shrek. Shrek. 
Very funny. Those two of those are leading roles. So I mean, all three of them are leading roles. <laughs> oh, true. I guess I it's could not two... place Willie Loman from um, Death of a Salesman. So uh, right. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> the problem is that two of them are dudes. Yeah. Which I mean, like, Shrek- I'm all for Shrek. Is never technically been assigned to gender. We all assume okay, you know Shrek what? is a dude, but we don't know. You're right. You're right. I can't argue Willy with Lohan, you there. Pretty standard. Shrek. Right. Shrek could be a non-binary icon for all we know. <laughs> could and you maybe imagine? should be. Honestly, Yo, yes. I could. can. We get that. Can we get that going? And I think can that'd we be get, a really cool production. Can we get of that Shrek? trending here? That like Shrek is a non-binary icon. Um. Someone do a non-binary production of Shrek. So, yeah, Rachel Berry was like, you're a washed-up has-been. Sandra July is like, fuck you, Get out of my class, which, like, fair. Cut to the cafeteria, where, once again, we're just making fun of the lunch lady to her face. In, like, the worst way, too. Yeah. Like, and this time, like, Marley actually stands up to them and says, hey, like, stop that, that's my mother. That's my mom. Jake steps in. And, like, this, of course, you kind of see as, like, true Puckerman fashion, where, like, they step in trying to do the right thing, but it ends up in a fight, so they get punished for it in a way. So Jake tells them to apologize, and that's that's enough. Him just saying, hey, say you're sorry, is enough for them to start a full-on fucking food fight. Yeah. And basically, as punishment, Will pulls him aside and is like, no, I'm not punishing- Like, this is how I'm punishing you. Here's your brother. This is so fucked up. On right? so many levels. This is so to wild. Be like, to be like, let me go retrieve a brother you did not, neither of you knew about, like, well, no. I guess Jake knew about Puck, but had never met him. Right. Puck had no idea about Jake. So Will had to call up Puck, be like, surprise, you have a half-brother, and I need you to come to your old high school and I talk you- to him about how shitty of a person you were, so he won't do the same thing. Not and only also that. say he'll join Glee Club. <laughs> I need you to fly out from LA to mm-hmm. Ohio to to give this kid a talking to. Yeah. Who is he? He's your brother. Surprise, motherfucker. Yeah. He, like, I mean, Puck tries that because, like, he knows how it feels to be scared and alone and trying to prove himself to people who won't listen. Okay. But what made him a man was the Glee Club. It's just, I couldn't take this seriously because it's so <laughs> overbearing of Will to do this. He should, this is a line he should not have crossed, I don't think. Right, 100%. And it reminds me of how, um, when Annette was on here the first time, she was talking about how, like, the, you have to figure out what it means to be a man, that conversation, like, the unintentional yeah. satire of it. This whole conversation reminded me of Victor Garber talking at Matthew Morrison about the yes. same thing. Yeah, it was ridiculous but okay okay and then immediately goes now i gotta fly back to la so i can have a date with the third runner-up from the bachelor and the bottom line is you're my brother and that's kind of like the crux of like that's like yeah, kind of the whole point you don't join whatever Club, I, you still have me as your brother right um so now it's assembly time and yep, my time my rally. and my note was remember push it um yeah. but Figgin starts with some weird announcements. Um, yeah. Like, why this joke? Why this joke? Why this decision? No idea. Um, everyone's getting ready, but Brittany is eating Cheetos. Um, relatable. Relatable. And then, like, this number is the sort of mirror performance of Gimme Moore yeah. from the VMAs, where she was very uh, evidently 
uh, sloppy in her choreography, lip syncing, what have you. There is one excellent cutaway from of Sue, just kind of like giving a what the fuck face. Yep, always a pleasure to see Sue during these terrible pep rally performances. Just like in the middle of all the students too, like not even with other faculty members. Um, and then that's where I wrote, uh, why always the sexy numbers? Yeah, every single time they try to sell sex at these and every time it backfires. So then Kitty is the first one to call Brittany out on yep. lip syncing. Someone else, who I think it was Stoner Brett. Stoner Brett screamed, goes, Jacuz! <laughs> and then the the fallout from this is huge. Will is like, never before has there been such a debacle. I'm like, dude, you caused a sex riot. You, ca- you caused ago. multiple sex riots. But go off, I guess. Apparently, lip syncing at your school's pep rally is enough to get you banned from all the show choir. Right. Like, like your integrity is out fuck? the window. They're inte- like, God forbid anyone should find out about that, which, like, knowing Sue Sylvester, she just might spill the beans. Yeah. You know, Bonkers. sometimes you have to lip sync. Probably not at a pet rally when you're the Glee Club, but, like, they lip sync at the Macy's Day Parade. Right. Lee Michelle just did calling- it. Yeah, you don't see people calling them bad. Well, um... That's, I mean, that's a whole other story. Like That's a whole other ballgame about that's your like, that's designed. That, yeah, that's designed to be lip synced, too. As a result, Brittany resigns effective immediately. Yes. Kind of cuts off there because... Uh, we go Rachel... back to New York. Rachel goes to apologize to Kate Hudson. Yes. Um, admits that she was out of line. And Cassie's response, which, like, I only think is, is sort of correct, is... Yeah. You snapped from honest feedback in a dance class. That's... That is fair. That is Nothing fair. Nothing else is fair where she's like, I bully my kids so they learn how to be tough. Um... That's still not the right answer, but basically being like, look. Right. It was one this thing. This is enough they... to make you break down. You need to. That's a. Careful. Like, it's bad out there. Right. Right. Because as she says, it's. you want, If you want to make it on Broadway. You want to make it on Broadway where there's only criticism and judgment. Yeah. And like, like how are you going to fare if you snap in a dance class? Um, exactly. What it. And proceeds to go on to. What if someone had taped it? You'd never be cast again. You would just be a crazy actress, which, like, also kind of, like, a meta point to make in 2022, yes. like, with the Leah yes. Michelle of it all. I just put two eye emojis in my notes that basically <laughs> represented that entire sentence you just said. Oh, like, my God, I love where that. Where she was like, no one will want to work for you if you people think you're an asshole. And then I was like, Ooh. oh, Which, it's like... Like, she literally says, like, it doesn't matter how good you are, no one will want to work with you if you're you're terrible. And we've sort of seen, like, well, if your name carries enough star power, maybe that doesn't matter. Yo, it's wild. Because as someone who lives in New York, I cannot escape those those signs, those marquees, those billboards, everything. And now it has her face on it, which is just even more wild. Like, again, just... the cast recording is out that was... The new Broadway cast recording was her. Right. Ugh. Wow. Wild. Annoying. Crazy shit. Um, Truly. Double eye emojis. Double eye um, emojis. Insert your own eyes here. My takeaway from this is I still don't think bullying is a good teaching tool. No. Ag- agreed. Agreed. Kids. Agreed. Right. It's one thing to be, like, hard on your students to push them. It's yeah. another thing to bully them. There is a line. Yes. Learn it. Um, yeah. Kate Hudson does not know the line. And, like, kind of, like, circling it all back, Kate Hudson was, like, I says, I was great. It didn't make a difference because the pressure out there is so much greater than the pressure in here. 
And so she doesn't believe in second chances, but she gives Rachel a warning as per school policy. Because she has to, yes. Right. So she's on probation and is on dance belt duty, which means she has to hand wash all of the dance belts, which is hilarious to me. It's disgusting, but hilarious. I am confused by that because it implies that the dance belts are not something you own. They're something the school owns, and you just come into class, pick up a dance belt from the community bin, and wear that for the day. Yuck. Yuck. Hilarious. I'm imagining <laughs> if our school, our program had had that, it would have been, it would have been gross, but, but we would have had the most hilarious time with it. Yes. Objectively funny and also gross. Right. Um, cut back to Brittany in the hallway meeting Sam, who gave her a map. Yes, they meet in, like, the auditorium. Sam basically is like, look, I know you have been faking having a mental breakdown, just like Brittany did, so you can have a better comeback. And Brittany's like, nailed it, got it in one, that's exactly what I've been doing. (laughs) Look at you, you're not so dumb after all. I just want to come back stronger, so I did this. And yeah, and so, like, consider this the last stop on that train, this is an intervention. It's, mm-hmm. like, it was kind of cute. They're like, yeah, we think the same, because we're both blonde. I do, I do kind of love the Sam and Brittany combo. Right. The little bit of, like, himbo and bimbo, just, like... Yes! They're both really not... They shouldn't be that dumb. But they are, and, like, she's funny and he's charming with it, so, like, yeah. it works. Um, and, like, also part of it is, like, she misses Santana. Um mm-hmm. But we got to think of a way to get you back on the Cheerios. So as reigning class president, she has made an executive order to be put back on the Cheerios. Um, Sue was like, that's absolutely not how that should work. (laughs) But I appreciate that you tried something. Right. So there's a funny like um, cutaway. Like, so so she's working on her grades because like the terms and conditions are like in order. Keep your grades up. Yeah. In order for me to do that, you have to keep your grades up and you have to graduate this year. So, Mm -hmm. um. Brittany cuts away to like her working with Will and Emma on getting her grades up, and it, she, uh, they're showing her, I guess, pictures of presidents, like yes. in flashcards, and it's like Abraham Lincoln, um, yeah. John Adams, and then he, they hold up um, George Washington, and she responds, Glenn Close. <laughs> so fucking funny. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's how Brittany gets back on the Cheerios. Hooray for her. Yes. We cut to Rachel and Kate. Um, yeah. Kurt and Rachel. Rachel and Kurt. Rachel and Kurt. Um, They're they are... painting their rental. <laughs> what the fuck? Why are you painting over exposed brick? That's a terrible idea. Right? I'm like, that's like... That's a waste. all of the cool charm of this hilarious house that you guys have acquired. Yeah. Also, who paints a rental? I know some people do, but I just can't. It seems like so much work. But anyway... Brody found them. Yeah, without I, I assume Rachel gave him her address. But I guess just, yeah, like, that would make showing sense. Showing up. Um, I just need to look at one thing. Is it about because... the trains? Yes. Yeah. I do appreciate one of the realest experiences is him being like, <laughs> they live in the same city, and him being like, I had to ride forty five minutes on a train to get here, um, which I don't know. Where he's like, I've never done this before, which is very true, that if you were on the island of Manhattan, you're like, you want me to go to Brooklyn? It's true, yeah, that's a real thing. Um, Especially if you date someone that lives in another borough. Like, 
long distance relationship. It's it's truly a long distance relationship. Like even off of the same train line, I dated a girl that lived off the sea, and I live off the sea. Like, it's it's an investment in your time. Um, but yes, um, can confirm that the Jay Z does go through Bushwick. Okay. So, so like that at least is accurate. Someone um, looked up what train that he would take to Bushwick. The Jay Z is absolutely. Um, is it really called the Jay-Z? Well, it's the J and the Z train along the same line. I know, but that's so funny. I know, right? As far as, like, why 45 minutes, I'm wondering where he lives that it took him that long. Um, well, he lives on campus. We know but, like, this. Because but it's, like, he it's showers camp- there at 3 Yes. Okay, yes. Valid. And if we're assuming that campus is by Washington Square, yeah. hold up, I'm looking, again, I'm looking at the map because I don't, I think I've taken the J or the Z maybe once in my life. That's um, fair. Because why would you go to Brooklyn? Right. So, like, okay, so let's say they're getting on at Washington Square, West 4th Street. He could take the F to mm-hmm. Delancey mm-hmm. and then transfer to the J or the Z there. Yeah. And then it's not too long to get to b- the Bushwick area. So I don't, yeah. I don't think it's 45 minutes, but I maybe. do buy that it is two trains, maybe three. See, the thing is about Brody taking 45 minutes to get here is maybe he's just dumb and doesn't understand how trains work. I mean, that could very well maybe because... Or he missed he... his connection and it was like 20 minutes for another one. I would buy that especially if it's on a weekend. He thought he timed he's... it perfectly he just missed a train. Right. I'm just imagining that like Rachel found like yet another himbo to have a crush on. I mean, look at him. Look at him. But yeah, he so He brings like... her an orchid, the sexiest flower, obviously. Yup. <laughs> Orchid. Uh, you know what they say about the orchids, real panty droppers. Yep. <laughs> oh, gross. Um, I know. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, he's there to tell her that he liked dancing with her and that she's sexy. Yes. And then tries to go in for the, for the kiss. And she's like, I can't. And he's can't. like, Oh, and, because and of we, your boyfriend's <laughs> name painted on the wall over there. Yeah, we pan over to the wall where she was pointed, painted Finn's name on, and you're like, Oh, okay. Also, at this point, we've established that Kurt has also not heard from Finn, Um, who's in the army. Who's who's in army, yes. So, fine, whatever. 45 minutes wasted. 45 minutes wasted because he will, in fact, respect her boundaries. Yes. Um, But all he can think about is kissing her. This guy's a cartoon. Yep, truly he is. Anyway... Cut back to the hallway where Jake has officially joined Glee Club. Um, He's talking to Marley. Yeah. Who's at her locker. And you ever have, did you ever have like a whiteboard in your locker where you could write fun notes? Yeah. Well, Marley has one. What does it say? It just says, I love my mom. (laughs) Which is very sweet. Um, it was so sweet, but like the set, the set dresser put no effort into that. Cause like, I guess it could be like I'm doing this as like a protest, so everyone knows like don't like I love my mom more than I love popularity. But like that's not a sign that she's really having for others. So when she opens her locker just for herself, with a little note that she wrote that says I love my mom. Like oh okay. right, I remember now. I won't forget today. <laughs> Cause I saw it in my locker. Yep. I'm good at this. Don't forget, Marley has a couple personality traits. She wears a hat. She loves her mom. <laughs> she loves her mom. Um, and, and now the third one is she has a crush on Jake. Yes. She's still wearing his jacket. She hadn't even realized. 
Okay. Okay. Which is like just bad writing. Um. Yeah. But the reveal here is that Jake is dating Kitty now. Out of which nowhere. Which happened at some point. Yep. We didn't see it. I mean, yeah, Kitty has not been in this episode enough. There was, at least not from what I remember, like, any moment of, like, her even seeing Marley and Jake together and her being no. like, no, I'm a swoop in there. I guess at the end of... No, was she even in the Womanizer gym class number? She was throughout that, I think, but I don't think... Okay. But, like, I don't remember, and, like, listeners, write in and tell me I'm wrong, please, if I am, but, like, I don't remember any moment where, like... Like, it, there's nothing where it cuts away to her looking at the two of them together. Right, and being and like, feeling threatened. I'm plan- making a plan, yeah. Right. Um, but it is, like, ostensibly a, a Puck and Quinn mirror, in a way. Yes, um, and Marley's sad because she thought they had something. Right. But it turns out he was he was flirting with Marley just now, but turns out he's dating a kitty. You know what that shows? He really is a womanizer. <laughs> Play the music! Wow. Um, yeah. Could you imagine if they did a reprise of that at that moment? I like a sad done, acoustic like, a little, cover. Or they should have done just like a little musical sting of like. <laughs> yes. Just to prove just that one he guitar would, like, riff. really, really nail home that he's in fact a womanizer. Right. Um. But he enters Glee Club and Teen Jesus immediately gives him a god line, after having sung the threesome song. But okay. Yeah. Right. Um, him entering in Glee Club, which they, like, frame it so you're seeing it through his eyes, and it's just, like, the vibe is kind of supposed to be, like, what a bunch of freaks. Yeah, which, like, not that that's off-brand for this show, but, like, it felt a little out of nowhere. It felt a little much. Like, we're seeing it from Puck Jake's point of view, and he's like, these people are fucking weird, but I guess right. I'll do it for my brother. Right. Um, because his brother's what got to him. But we have to do one more song because Marley has to sing about her feelings. Marley has feelings. She's going to sing about them. She sings a song called Every Time. Yes. Which I had never heard before. Really? Nope. Oh, I remember that being pretty popular, like, on the radio and everything. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. Um, and again, she does a great job with it. Very talented girl. Um, and like... We have all these, like, cutaways throughout that where Rachel is back in dance class and Cassie yep. um, assigns a dude to dance with her. Yeah, so she's allowed to, Rachel's allowed to learn the tango now. Right. There's some growth there, I guess. Um, Brody's in the back watching. My note is go to class, dude. Yeah, right? Like, the ghost string section is back. Brittany is waiting for Santana to be online. Marley is singing this song, like, looking sad at Jake and Kitty. Walk, or um, just walking around the track while Jake plays, drums his guitar while walking backwards. Like, that's their hanging know. out. Very weird. Yeah. You know, bad boy shit. Yeah. We're not gonna go do bad boy shit. <laughs> Strum my acoustic guitar walking backwards on a track. Right, um, with the captain of the cheerleading team. And um, Rachel symbolically paints over Finn's name in their rental apartment. Yeah. Okay. That's the episode. Yep, that's it. I think I think Britney should have had a comeback song. Yeah. I think that's she, what she, this was missing. It was missing. It was missing like Yeah, Britney needed to have a final moment of like 
success, not just, it ends with her just basically literally spiraling because the shot is her, like a spiral zoom of her looking at, sat at her computer screen. Right. Um, and we don't get that. We end with, with Rachel Redemption, not Brittany Redemption. <laughs> Redemption. It's the Rachel show. Um, right. That was it. Already makes a comment of like, we really scraped the bottom of the Brittany barrel, which like, fair. But also yeah. no lucky, so... No lucky, and I'm like, I wonder where that would come in, because I feel like that would be a Rachel song. It would be, and it would make sense for her to be singing it at Niata, like, yeah. that feeling of, like, floundering in this new world yeah. of big, like, small fish in a big pond all of a sudden. Right, if we're gonna go sort of, like, with the theme of, like, last week's, or um, in the yeah. same sort of structure as last week's, like, that would be her studio song that she sings for... Uh, Carmen Thibodeau. Yes, and like and that could that like, could have worked Finn here too. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we had better ideas than the Laws of Glee writers. What else yep. is new? Yep. Anyway, uh, compared to last Britney episode. Trying yeah, to remember that's... the last Britney episode. What was the last Britney episode? That was the one where uh, uh... Oh, fuck. John Stamos is there. Oh, right, yeah, because they're all, like, getting, going into the dentist chair and getting, like, high on the, uh, like, having yeah, the, uh, and the dreams. Rachel does baby one more time. Yeah. Yes. And hmm. some, and for some reason sings a Paramore song at the end. Oh, my God, you're Weird. right. Oh, my uh, God, I forgot about that. I'm looking at my notes from that now, and I'm like, there's yeah. so many caps here. So many capital yes. letters. Um, toxic, but it's Fosse. Oh, my God. Yep. Ugh. I think I might have liked this ep. Did I like this episode better than the last Britney episode? Maybe. Maybe. Um, anyway, do you want to talk about the tunes? Let's talk about the tunes. There was one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight songs this episode. And you have to load one up onto that iPod Touch that you own now because we've upgraded and play it at your birthday party again. Um, <laughs> your choices are, hold it against me, boys matched up with boyfriend, womanizer, three, you drive me crazy slash crazy, oops, I did it again, give me more, and every time. I mean, I'm gonna do a two-part answer to this, because under the instruction that this has to be played on my <laughs> 21st <laughs> birthday party, yes. I'll go with Hold It Against Me, probably. That's fair. That's a good choice to play at a birthday party. <laughs> it's a bummer because it's like, I wish they had just done Circus. Yeah, like, me too. Like, that could have been her redemption song. Like, All yeah, Eyes on Me in the Center of the Ring. Like, just like a circus. I would have chosen that. Yep. Because I'm sure that would have been killer. Um, but one to just, like, have on my... At that point, it would have been my uh, yeah. iPhone 4S. Um, Ooh. I think I would have gone with the uh, Drive Me Crazy, Crazy Mash. Yeah. That's I fair. like that song a lot. It's just very sweet. And it very was really well done. good. What about you? I'm actually going to go with the weird acoustic cover of three because taken away from its context and just as a cover, I think it's good. Great. I, I love that for you. When do you play that song? I don't know. Not a, not a good Here's time. The thing, but... though. That would not have played at like my birthday party, but that would have played at like our little like group friend gathering hangout yes. parties. With Someone's like, like, put on the Glee cover of three. That would have been right there in that like wild, wild playlist you had with like memory from yep. cats yep. and you're the best around. Yeah, Karate Kid. Yes. 
Um, correct. And it would have fit in wonderfully. Yep. So that's it. We have dealt with Britney, and we are done with her now. Yep. So goodbye, Britney Spears. Yep. And I guess that's that's all we got. Ian, yeah. uh, Ian where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Ibroski on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Ibroski on TikTok. Uh, mm-hmm. Come see my show at uh, Pete's Candy Store, January seven. No, Ooh. January 30th. 8:30 p.m. Ooh. Yeah, um so if you're in Brooklyn, um off the L train, um yes. it's not it's not a ticketed event. So come grab a drink, uh hear me play some songs. Uh yeah, where can people find you, Karina? You can find me on the same handle on both Twitter and TikTok, which is Epic Adventure of. Um this show yes is located at Glee Aggressive. We are on Twitter, Instagram, technically Facebook, and you can email us long form at gleeaggressive at gmail.com to share your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Yes. What should they write in about this week? Um, write in with a fully storyboarded rendition of where Rachel Berry would perform Lucky. Yes, please. this episode. Yes. Or All right. your favorite song from Britney Spears' album, Circus. Yeah. Tell Do us what song. you think they could have done if you seek Amy on this show? <laughs> Do you think they could have done it? I think they could have found a way. That's also a missed opportunity. Yeah. Although, if we think three is a bad choice to perform in Glee Club, If You See Kami is probably a worse one. That w- and, like, and like you know that that would have been the assembly number. Yep. Oh, my God. Okay. We have to leave before that becomes reality. <laughs> um, before, before Ryan Murphy gets that reboot that he's threatening us all with. And gets does a bad that. idea in his head. Um, well, thank you all so much for joining us uh, this week. <laughs> you can join us next week. We'll yes. We'll be talking about season four, episode three, entitled Makeover. Ooh. Oh, there's a special guest on this in this episode that you'll be surprised to meet. Um, yeah. So watch that episode. Join us next week. And Ian, does this episode of Glee make you want to watch this next episode of Glee? I don't know. Sure. Sure. Uh, here, I'm in it for the Marley storyline. I wa- I'm wondering what they're going to do with her and even Jake. Marley and me. Good. good Marley to know. and me. All right. Glee. Aggressive. Glee. Glee. Aggressive. Glee. Aggressive. Glee. Glee. Aggressive.